0: I know a number of you uh, greeted our football players, Fort Scott Community College football players, here today. Would you welcome them, please? Why don't, uh, if you're a part of that group, why don't you stand up and let us uh, just see who you are? Uh, Uh, Coach Horton on the front row, uh, is the head coach. Matt Glades, one of our own members. Uh, so thanks guys for being here and, uh, we wish you well and you're practicing here this spring and all, all summer long and, and in your season in the fall, we wish you well. God's blessing to you. You may be seated. We, uh, we are not only appreciative of them being in the service, but, uh, They're going to benefit, too, here following the service uh, with a very good meal. Uh, One of our members has been uh, smoking pork loins this week, and there's a bunch of them. So you guys are going to eat well today. And uh, staff's going to get to enjoy some time with them um, eating. So they're probably saying, Preacher, preach short. (laughs) A little boy was going around town collecting old bottles with the hope that he could take those bottles to the store and get some money for them. You that are older may remember the day when you could do that. I remember as a kid being able to take uh, old bottles to the store and get a nickel deposit uh, for those bottles. Uh, In fact, somebody came up to me this morning and was saying, I remember... Being able to take those bottles to the store and get get two cents for those bottles, I said, "Well, you're older than I am," uh, but that's that's the way it used to be. This little fellow was hoping to collect as many bottles as he could and take them to the store and and get money for them. He knocked on the door of this lady's house that that everyone knew as the town grouch. He said to her, "Do you have any old Coke bottles?" He He asked her very politely that question. I'm collecting them, trying to make some money. No, she answered, and she was rather grouchy about it. He then said, well, do you have any old whiskey bottles? And that really got her going. She said, no, do I look like the kind of person that would have old whiskey bottles? Well, then the boy said, do you have any old vinegar bottles? (laughs) Uh, Maybe that would fit you a little better is what he was thinking. Wouldn't you agree that what we have on the inside of us will usually spill out of us? If we have love on the inside of us, then it's going to be love that spills out of us. If we have joy on the inside of us, then joy is what is going to spill out of us. And I could go on this morning listing for you each of those characteristics or fruit of the Spirit and say the same thing. In fact, I could say it this way. If, if the character of Jesus is what is on the inside of us, then the character of Jesus is what is going to spill out of us but the opposite is true too. if the spirit of the world is inside of us then that is what is going to spill out of us if we harbor bitterness in our heart then bitterness is what is going to spill out of us if worry or jealousy or anger is what is on the inside of us then that is what is going to spill out of us jesus said it this way in matthew chapter 12 verses 34 and 35 for the mouth speaks out of that which fills the heart. The good man brings out of his good treasure what is good, and the evil man brings out of his evil treasure what is evil. And, and, and that makes sense to us. If I'm carrying a glass of water on the street, and I collide with somebody, then water is going to spill out of that glass onto that person. If I'm at a professional baseball game and the person down the row from me has purchased a glass of beer and he's returning to his seat and he's got his beer in one hand and his hot dog in the other and he's making his way down the row. You know where this is going, don't you? Because you've probably been there, as I have been there. Uh, He's making his way down the row, and he's trying not to step on everybody uh, that's in that row, and yet he's he's doing that. He's hitting every toe, every foot, and when he gets to me, he's going to trip, and he's going to stumble, and Beer's going to fall out of that, spill out of that glass right onto me. And then what is it that's going to spill out of me? Is it going to be the Holy Spirit or the unholy Spirit? And what would come from that? I- I'm asking you today, what is it that is spilling out of you when you collide with life? Is it the Holy Spirit? Is it the fruit of the Spirit that is spilling out of you? Or is there an unholy Spirit in you? And that has its own fruit too that spills out. One of the jobs of the Holy Spirit is to help grow us into the character of Jesus. The Bible refers to that as the fruit of the Spirit. Just a couple of weeks ago, I planted two peach trees in my yard. I hope and pray that as time goes on, those peach trees produce the fruit of peaches. Because that's what I would expect to have happen. Peach trees produce peaches. If I had planted apple trees in my yard, I could hope and pray and have expectation that those apple trees would produce apples. The same would be true if I planted a pear tree. Pear trees produce pears. Well, what kind of fruit do Christians bear? We should be bearing the fruit of the Spirit according to Galatians chapter 5 verse 22 and verse 23, which is... The fruit of the Spirit is love and joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There are nine character qualities. The fruit of the Spirit. That is what we should be growing in and that is what should be spilling out of our life, A little girl said to her mother one day after church, Mommy, I-, I didn't understand the preacher's sermon today. And the mom answered, In what way, honey? Well, the preacher said that God is bigger than us. Is that right? Yes, that's right, the mom said. But the preacher said that God lives inside of us. Is that right? Yes, that's right, the mom said. Well, if God is bigger than us, and God is inside of us, then wouldn't God be spilling out of us? She said. I think she understood the sermon quite well. In fact, maybe better than a lot of us adults understand the sermon. If the Holy Spirit is inside of us, and if He is Filling us, then surely he ought to be spilling out of us when we collide with life. Think about those nine character qualities. Are those character qualities what are spilling out of your life? At home? At work? At school? when you're behind the wheel of the of the car and you're on the road and somebody cuts you off are the is it the fruit of the spirit that is what is spilling out of you or is it more resembling that of the world how about the characteristic or the fruit of love is that what is spilling out of you I, i'm thinking in my own life Here, just a couple of weeks ago, I I was not very loving towards my wife. I guess this is confession time. I was reading something uh, that I had opened in the mail from the insurance, and I was trying to decipher what it was saying. It was kind of complicated. I was confused I was seeing uh, that I was going to owe some money towards the insurance and I was trying to figure that out and it was it was a, an entire page long and and I was I was trying to comprehend it and Cindy started talking to me she had something on her mind and she was talking away and I was trying to listen to her and I was trying to to comprehend what I was reading off of the paper and I wasn't doing a good job of either one in fact she She says to me, I can't do two things at once. And she's probably right in this instance anyway. I wasn't understanding her. I wasn't understanding what was on the paper. I was a little bit frustrated at the moment. So I took the paper and I just threw it aside. And I looked at her and I know I had a look of frustration on my face. And she could tell that I, I wasn't being very loving towards her at that moment. And here I am preaching to you that the fruit of the Spirit is love. And there are so many times that the sermon that I preach to you first has to be preached to me. I need to be more loving. His love needs to be that which is spilling out of my life. And maybe you could say the the same thing. You know, guys, one of the most loving things that the husband can do for his wife is to listen to her and try to understand her. Maybe you heard about the guy who was sitting on the edge of the bed watching his wife who was looking at herself in the mirror. It was her birthday coming up just in a few days. He knew that, and so he asked her what she would like. For her birthday, and this is what she said to him: "I'd like to be eight again." Well, he planted that in his mind, and he he developed a plan for the day of her birthday. Her birthday came, and he got up early, and he got her a big bowl of frosted flakes. And he brought it to her in bed, and he served her breakfast in bed, and he announced to her that they were going to have a fabulous day together. They're going to go to the Adventure World theme park. And they went, and they... He put her on every ride in that theme park. She was on the roller coaster that went up and down and up and down and around and twisting and turning. And when she got off of that thing, her stomach was up and then it was down. But that wasn't the end. He got her on the barrels and he got her on the bumper cars and the go-karts and the log rides. They were there for five hours hit every ride in the park. And, and when they left there, she was just kind of staggering. She had, she had had a full day already at that point. But his day wasn't over for her. He took her to McDonald's and he he bought her a, a Happy Meal with extra fries and, and a chocolate shake. And when he got her out of there, they went to a movie and and he got her popcorn and a large Coke and, and her favorite candy, M&M's. It was a fabulous day. And when the day was over, they staggered home. She collapsed into bed, exhausted. He leaned over to his wife with a big smile and he says, well, dear, what was it like being eight again? And that's when she realized what was behind this whole day. And her eyes opened widely. Her expression suddenly changed. She said, you crazy guy, I meant my dress size. <laughs> you know, sometimes we try to be loving and understanding, and we just fall short, don't we? We all do. And we need to pray to the to the Lord and say, Holy Spirit, would you help me be more loving? And what about this fruit of the Spirit being that of joy? Is, is the joy of the Lord just spilling out of you? Or are you one that could be accused of being baptized in dill pickle juice? You know, the joy of the Lord needs to be spilling out of us. And yet there are those that I am just hesitant to ask the question, how are you doing? Because I know what the answer is going to be. They're going to tell me all about how bad they are. How bad they feel. How bad their their week has been. And they've got this, this dark cloud over them. Now... Don't misunderstand me. There is a time and a place to be honest with each other. And we are to bear one another's burdens. And and we are to be real with one another. But if there is this dark cloud that just continues to hang over us, I wonder if we have missed this side of the Spirit that is so vitally important for us. We have reason to be joyful. Do you agree with me about that? We have reason to be joyful. Jesus has saved us. He has given His life for us on the cross. He has raised up from the dead. He has filled us with His Holy Spirit. We have reason to be joyful. Rick actually said this, when people are full of the Holy Spirit, they don't have to tell everyone that they are. You can just see it in them. They are graceful. They are thankful. They are peaceful. They are joyful. When life collides with them, He says, He, the Holy Spirit, just spills out. Have you ever thought about the joy that Jesus must have had in his life and how attractive that was to people? People would not have been drawn to Jesus if he were an old sourpuss. Jesus was full of joy. He liked to have fun. He liked to laugh. I have a picture of Jesus that, that is one of my favorite pictures. This is this from the The Passion of the Christ, the movie uh, a few years ago. This picture portrays Jesus as a happy person. He's got a smile on His face. He is full of joy. And we know that He had to have been that way. He was a person who was full of the Holy Spirit. He was led about by the by the spirit the scripture says and he had the fullness of God in him there was no sin in him and no sin equals fullness of joy that's one of the reasons why heaven is going to be such a wonderful place there will be no sin there and everyone there will be filled up with joy And so I wonder about you and me do we have The joy of the Holy Spirit spilling out of us. What about His peace? That's another one of the character traits listed in Galatians 5. The fruit of the Spirit is peace. Do you have God's peace just spilling out of you? Something I've been talking to my daughter Abby about is... The need to trust God amidst the stormy weather that we have been having. Through the years, when the storms have come, Abby has been one who has tended to panic and and just worry. And she was that way even before the Joplin tornado. but, But since the Joplin tornado, which she and her husband were right there, a part of that... All of that has even been magnified in her life. When the weatherman says that a storm is coming, you can just sense the panic in Abby, the worry. And I have been telling her, Abby, you have got to be careful. You have a baby now, and you are going to make that baby scared to death of storms. You need to settle down. You need to have the peace of God in your heart. Not be so worrisome. Now I know that's easier said than done. Especially when you've been through that kind of an experience. But it can happen. As the Spirit of God is in us, He can help us to be at peace and to move away from our inclination to worry and fear. He wants to be our refuge amidst the storm and he wants her not only to overflow with peace but he wants her peace to overflow into her baby's heart Now I could go on with this list and that is in Galatians chapter 5 it's a list of nine character qualities patience is next on that list kindness is on that list goodness is on that list. Gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. These character qualities should be spilling out of us because of who lives in us. The Holy Spirit wants to grow us in these character qualities and it should be visible to others that He is inside of us. This is the fruit of Of His presence. So I have a question for you. Why doesn't the Holy Spirit spill out of more Christians? Why do so often we react and act as though the Spirit within us is different than the Holy Spirit? Why is it that we sometimes react no differently than how a person of the world reacts? Why is it that we as Christians who claim to have the Holy Spirit inside of us and in fact do have the Holy Spirit inside of us, why do we sometimes talk no differently than how the world talks? We use the same words that they use. Why is it that we react? Why is it that that when, when we get into an adverse situation that we can react to that adversity just like a person of the world reacts? Why do we sometimes think and look at the things that a person of the world looks at and thinks about. Again, why is it that the Holy Spirit isn't spilling out of us more? One preacher I listened to recently suggested that maybe we have the Holy Spirit given to us as a gift from God but we've not taken the time to unwrap the gift. Did you know that merchants love to sell gift cards? You know why? Because those who buy gift cards are not very good at using them. One source I looked at said the average American family has $300 of unused gift cards. Now I want you to think about... Would that be true of you? I have to look at my situation. I don't know that I have $300 of unused gift cards, but I certainly have some gift cards that I've not used and some that have been in my possession for quite a long while. I've got one of them with me today. Two Christmases ago. That's two years plus four months 28 months ago, this gift card was given to me and to Cindy. It was given to us by our kids. Uh, They had some money along with it, and we used the money already to go out and eat on. Uh, But this particular gift card is to um, uh, the Hollywood theaters in Joplin. And, and we've just not taken the time, we've not disciplined ourselves to make the drive to Joplin on a Friday night and go to a movie. This, I, I have good intentions to do that. I haven't done it yet. But it is pretty, isn't it? <laughs> it's got lots of color. It's in this envelope here that's real nice. But what good is the gift card doing me? I don't care how much color it has to it. What good is it doing me if I'm not using it? And the same thing is true with the Holy Spirit. This this may be the problem that we have with the Holy Spirit. When we said yes to Jesus and we gave our life to Him, the Holy Spirit was given to us as a gift from God, and yet so many people don't unwrap the gift. He just sitting there not being used. Not being surrendered to. We don't give Him the reins of our life. We don't utilize Him. He's just there. And He's not spilling out of us. It's kind of like this if I have this glass of water and uh, you know if I had a a stomach ache, I may want to use some Alka-Seltzer pills and, and put it in this water and and benefit from it and so that's what I'm going to do I'm just gonna uh, put the Alka-Seltzer uh, in the water but I don't see nothing happening you know why because the Alka-Seltzer still in the wrapper. I haven't unwrapped it. That's not doing me a bit of good. It's in the wrapper. And so if I want to benefit from the Alka-Seltzer pills, then I need to open the wrapper. I need to tear it apart, and I need to put the... Alka-Seltzer into the water and you see what's happening. It's, It's dissolving and it's permeating the water. It's going into every molecule in that water and it's going to make a difference for the person then who would drink that who has an upset stomach. If we let the Holy Spirit Who is in our life, if we give to Him the reins of our life, if we say yes to Him, if we submit to Him, if we take Him out of the wrapper, so to speak... He's going to permeate our whole being. And He will make a difference in our life. He will make a difference in our relationships. He will make a difference in how we react to people. He will make a difference in what we're looking at. He will make a difference in how we're thinking. He will make a difference in how we spend our money. He will make a difference in our marriage. He will make a difference in our parenting. He will make a difference in how we get along with our friends. and what we put into our mind I was flipping through the channels of the TV the other night and on on the one show that I as I was just surfing through the channels this one show just caught my eye for just a moment because not because it looked good but because it looked not good There were two men in bed with each other in this particular show. I suppose it was supposed to be a comedy. But they were acting like this. what was happening there was just very normal. It was the normal thing to do. And as I landed on that show and I was trying to, what is going on there? The Holy Spirit began to shout to me, This is not normal. Turn the channel. You see, He is the Spirit of truth, Jesus said, and He will guide us into all the truth, and He will mold us into the character of Jesus if we let Him, if we will unwrap the gift, if we will listen to Him, if we will surrender to His lead. He will make a difference in our life. The question is, are you unwrapping the gift? Don't let the Holy Spirit just sit dormantly in your life. Open your heart to Him. Say, Holy Spirit, I want you to reign in me. I want you to lead me. I want you to change me. Every Christmas, Cindy and I have have just made it a tradition during the Christmas season, we invite the elders of our church and their wives and the staff and their wives into our home for an evening and And Cindy just I mean she puts a meal on that table that is is fit for a king. And we enjoy the meal together and the fellowship and just a wonderful evening together. But you know that kind of that kind of of an evening takes some preparation. It takes some work, not just with the meal, but with the house. And Cindy is one; she wants the house ready for the guests to come. And so there's dusting that needs done, and there's there's vacuuming that needs done, and there's there's uh, just putting things in order. And and one of those things that has to happen. I don't know if it's this way at your house or not. But it's all that junk mail that comes. And we don't always go through it each and every day. And so it goes into a stack. And every once in a while, Cindy is saying to me, we need to go through the stack. We, Kevin, would you go through the stack and, and uh, get rid of what needs gotten rid of? And so I'll sit down, I'll go through the stack, and it's just real easy to just... Throw it into the trash can. Most of that goes into the trash can. But there are some things in the stack that aren't, they don't look like they're fit for the trash can right yet. And so I need to give more attention to it. And so that goes into another stack. And so at the end of, 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 of the experience, the big stack has become smaller stack. But what do you do with that small stack? You got company coming. You can't have it on the counter. What do you do with that stack? Well, you find a drawer or you find a closet. You find, uh, the, the laundry room, a good place on the, on the washing machine. Put that stack there. And, and there's other things too besides that stack that you just, company's coming. You get it out of sight. You with me? You know what I'm talking about? And so, the company comes that night, and there are some rooms that the door is shut, and that's off limits. You don't want to go in that room, because the stack is there, and maybe some other things. And uh, so, our guests, they're perfectly welcome. they in the kitchen, and the dining room, and the rec room, and the, the, the living room, and the bathroom, but don't go into the kids' bedroom or into the laundry room because that's where the stack is. Do we sometimes do that with the Holy Spirit? We give Him access to the kitchen. We give Him access to the living room. And the record don't have access to the TV room or the Internet room. Don't go there. That's my room. And the Holy Spirit is saying, I want the whole house. I want access to the whole house. Because there's some redecorating that needs to happen, and the redecorating needs to be with you. And so my challenge to you and to me today is that we give the Holy Spirit full access to every room in the house. And I'm not talking about the house you live in right now. I'm talking about this house that we dwell in, our life. We give him access to our ears and our eyes and our mind and our heart and our hands and our feet. We give him the full reign of our life. And if he has us, he has access to the TV room and the internet room. He wants to redecorate, he wants to make some changes. He wants to give to us a makeover. And we must, we must give Him the right to do that. Let's pray together. Would you pray for yourself? Would you say, Lord, I want to give your spirit the reins of my life. I want to give him full access to my whole being. Would you pray for the person next to you? That they would have the willingness to say, Holy Spirit, come. Do your work in me. Change me. Fill me to overflowing. God, we are so thankful for your Son Jesus. We're thankful that as He left this earth, He said, I have a helper that I'm going to send to you. That helper was the Holy Spirit. So, Lord, uh, may we surrender all to Him. Anything that we've been withholding from Him, our pocketbook, our thoughts, our words, Our relationships, Lord, anything we've been withholding from Him, that we would give it to Him today. In Jesus' name, amen.